Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. What is up, family? So good to be with you guys today on this Friday installment of Calvary Live. Great to be with you. My name is Josh. I'm one of the assistant pastors here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, right outside of Denver and also the host on Fridays here uh, at Calvary Live. So privileged to be with you. We're so thankful that we get to spend this hour with you. And this show, again, as we say it all the time, is nothing without you. So we want you guys to call. We want you guys to ask any questions you may have, share prayer requests that you may have. So let me give out the number again, and perhaps you could be the first caller of the day. Let's see who, who we can get to be that number one caller. But it's 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Give us a call. You can also text us at 720-336-0897. We'll be giving out that number throughout the show. But welcome. So great to have you guys. Again, this show, if you're new, is a show that you get to call and participate in and be live here on the air. If you've got Bible questions, something that you have been thinking through in terms of your 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 own personal walk with Jesus, something that kind of jumped out of your devotions uh, sometime this week, something you heard this weekend at church, something you're processing, we would really love for you to be able to just give us a call. We'd love to hear what God is doing in your own life and how he's speaking to you through some of these things and how we can help uh, be an encouragement to you. Again, we're not uh, the end all or, or certainly don't have all the answers here, uh, but we do have God's word and God's word has all the answers. So we'll do our very best to point you back to that uh, and to perhaps suggest some resources that can be helpful to you too. But uh, our heart behind the show is that this show, even if, if you're not calling and you're just listening right now, you're in the car, uh, you, you've got other things going on, that this will bless you. We want this hour to be a show that blesses people that are listening and calling and engaging. So that's that's our heart. We just want this to bless you. And, and one of the, the ways we get the privilege of being able to bless one another is to pray with one another. And so if you've got something pressing on your heart, something that you would like to um, just just to to lift up before the Lord. Maybe it's you've got some family members going through something. You're going through something. Maybe it's physical, a health-related thing. Maybe it's spiritual. Maybe it's mental. Um, maybe there's addiction. Maybe there's sin. Uh, but but if we can pray for you, what a, what a privilege to do that. But not only that, then we have all the people listening in right now, all the family uh, tuning in that will come around you and pray with you as well. So how cool that we get the opportunity to be able to do that. So uh, we're going to pray here for Tina, excruciating back pain. She's going to have surgery April 30th, uh, also looking into uh, some uh, ear, nose, and throat specialist neuro neurological issues. So God, we just want to lift up uh, our sister Tina. We do certainly pray that you would move and give her pain relief, uh, relief from this back pain that she has. Uh, and Father, that you would step in and intervene. Thank you for her dear friend who has texted us uh, to pray for Tina. 
And uh, again, Lord, just for the surgery, for wisdom, for the doctors, for skilled hands, for a leading and a moving uh, in the hospital room, the surgical room, uh, the aftercare, and for wisdom, for the the follow-up, Lord, uh, to help with with this back pain. Uh, And so we just want to lift Tina up to you, Lord, in this place. And we pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to go here to our first caller. Daniel is calling here from Aurora. Hey, Daniel, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Good. Thanks so much for calling Calvary Live. Yeah, thank you for, you know, consistently answering our questions. Oh, you're so welcome, ma'am. So how can we help you today? Oh, um, I just wanted to know, and um, I didn't know how to necessarily okay. put in a question. But, um, thank you. I just wanted to know if it was okay that we put an image to Jesus Christ, you know, like on a cross or a painting. Yeah, great, great question. Uh, And actually, you're not the first one to ask that. I I remember earlier on in my own walk with, with the Lord wondering that as well. Like, is it okay to have images of Jesus? Pictures of Jesus in my house, pictures of Jesus, uh, you know, even even in terms of like wearing a, a cross necklace with Jesus on it. And then I guess you could even take it beyond just images. What about shows like The Chosen, right? Or The Passion of the Christ, movies like that, like because those are portraying images of Jesus. Um, and so it's a it's a really, really good question. Um, I, what I what I think is is. is as long as it doesn't become idolatry or in any way take the place of a personal walk with Jesus. And the reason I say that is, of course, having a picture of Jesus hanging up in your home or at church doesn't mean people are practicing idolatry, right? Um, It's possible that that portrait of Jesus could actually uh, become a reminder that, man, yeah, that's right. Jesus is in, is here with me. His presence is here. It can, it can point our hearts and posture our hearts back to the Lord. However, some people that were raised in certain churches, um, perhaps even in the Catholic church, will often take some of these um, particular items like the, the, the crucifix, the cross, right, for example, and it can become an object of worship, um, and, and in that case, you know, we're, we're at fault for that. Um, but there's nothing in the New Testament that would specifically forbid a Christian home from having a picture of Jesus. I remember growing up as a kid, my, my dad had a picture of Jesus, um, at least, you know, a, a picture of a, of a Middle Eastern man that <laughs> people assume maybe Jesus looked like. That is another thing. We don't really know what Jesus looked like. Uh, we have a little bit of indication from a couple places in Scripture. Um, but again, we do know he was Jewish. He was Israeli. Um, so probably olive skin, probably had a beard, which would have been very cultural in that day. Um, but again, an image that could help remind us to pray, to refocus on the Lord, to follow in Jesus's footsteps. Amen, amen, amen to all of that. Um, so I, yeah, so I, I hope that answers your questions. You know, I love the verse from Psalm 19, I'm sorry, Psalm 19. Uh, and it's one that many of us know. It says there, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. 
So it's just this beautiful picture that like we we don't know exactly what Jesus looks like, but creation itself displays the nature of God, which is awesome. So um, so even just going outside, you know, if, if, if you feel convicted personally, you know, I, I was raised in a church where images and icons meant something, uh, and I don't want that to continue to be a part of my life, then just go outside and just be a be in nature and be know that that's one of the ways God reveals himself through nature. But uh, again, if, if that's something that is going to help remind you to practice the presence of the Lord and, um, and it's not going to become a, a, an object of worship or an icon or something like that from perhaps uh, past history that you may have, then I think that's great. But if it's going to stumble you, then, then better not to. You know, I know some people when it comes to, for, for example, the show The Chosen, some people love it and some people don't love it. Uh, I personally really enjoy the show and I'm, I'm very blessed by it and I'm edified by it. And it always makes me want to go back to the Bible and read the Bible some more. But I know other people that just are uncomfortable because there's a little bit of um, additional uh, liberties that are given to tell the story. I don't think it's pulling away from scripture. Um, I think if anything, it's helping us to kind of get a picture of what Jesus and the disciples were like in their humanness and walking and what were they doing? How were they conversing with one another? Um, but but some of this could be an issue of conviction as well. So uh, what, was there a particular reason you were asking uh, that that brought you concern or was it just something that you had, you were thinking about? What is it? Um, I just, I wanted to wear a cross also, like just a plain cross too. Yeah. Like not even put them on the cross, but you know, I just wanted to have like, you said, like a reminder just that he's always here with us and yeah, you know, just to continue to, you know, every time I maybe just remind myself that it's there, I can just say a quick prayer or just, you know, be so thankful that he's here for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Great, great, uh, great reminder to have a cross necklace to remind you of, of who Jesus is and what he's accomplished for us. And, uh, it sounds like you're, it sounds like you're right on man. And, um, and I pray that, you know, that maybe even you wearing a cross necklace might even give you an opportunity to talk to other people about your faith as well, which is another benefit of, of ha- being able to have something like that on you. But brother, thank you. Thank you so much for calling, Daniel. It's really good to hear from you and appreciate your question. Of course, man. Thank you. for uh, All right. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number. We've got one line open and we would love for it to be you. Yes. You, whoever you are, we would love to hear from you. 303-690-3000, our text number. Uh, if you want to give us a text, 720-336-0897. Again, that's 720-336-0897. We're going to go here to Micah calling from Greenwood Village, Colorado. Micah, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, brother? Doing great, man. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling. Yeah. How can um, we help you? So I'm calling uh, mostly for a prayer request. Um, I suffered about six months ago a pretty bad back injury at work, two herniated discs in my, in my lower spine. Um, most of the herniation has been dealt with through treatments, but I'm left with some permanent, well, probably permanent um, arthritis in my back, pretty mm. severe. And I am, I, you know, I don't know exactly how this comp works since I'm learning this whole time. Um, it looks like I'll probably be done with most of it somewhere in the next couple of months. And if things don't dramatically improve in my back pretty soon, I'm going to have to replace my current job. Mm. Uh, 
and that's that's going to be difficult because all of the you know I work in restaurants. I've, I've worked in restaurants for most of my life, and I just won't be able to do it anymore. So I'm going to have to get a job somewhere I don't really have any experience in. So that's going to be challenging, and there's probably going to be. I get some lost wage payments. Uh, they, they sort of cover the the wages that I'm not able to earn at work right now. Okay. And once once I'm done with this workers' comp case, those are going to stop, and and then I'm going to have to scramble really really hard to find another job. Um, and I'm just I'm just very stressed about like you know I've burned through most of my savings dealing with this and. And there's just not a there's just not a lot of wiggle room, and it's just very stressful as far as money goes, and as far as you know, I don't know if my back's ever going to recover, if I'm ever going to be you know able to go backpacking or skiing again, or mm-hmm. or what what the future holds. And I obviously I want prayer for for you know healing and and provision and all that, but I'd also like to ask anyone listening to pray that the Lord give me just ample amounts of faith so i know to just can always remember to rely on him for all of this and not not start stressing out and, and scheming and stuff in my head to try and figure out how to make it work yeah and just, just you know formulate a, a, a wise plan and and move forward with it but to move forward and trust that the lord is going to take care of things for me yeah well bro that's both that's both a, a prayer request but also an encouragement what you just said was a, was a word of faith not only that you're speaking but I think it's it's going to encourage someone else because back issues are no no joke. We just opened the show with a prayer request for Tina who's going to be going into back surgery and you're exactly right. Like it it impacts everything. Um, it impacts your your livelihood. It impacts your emotions. I was talking to a brother not long ago that. Uh, threw his back out for a little bit, and he was dealing with depression. Uh, I, I think until you walk through that, you don't know how bad it really is and how much it just impacts everything. It really impacts everything, for, even to the point of trying to get your shoes on. And so I, I, I feel for you, Micah, but we're going to pray uh, and ask that, uh, of course, that the Lord would bring healing into your life. But I really appreciate your final words there. Just you want to focus on God. You want him to be your, you know, the rock in the midst of this and you, and just not to be anxious for anything. Um, and sometimes that's easier said than done, but the Lord does give us the ability, I believe, to experience his peace in the midst of these. So, so Father, we just want to lift up our dear brother Micah to you, God. We are so thankful that he would call and just say, hey, look, I need prayer. Um, I, my, I've had this bad back injury. Uh, he's, he, he's, He's got workers' comp issues, Lord. Uh, potentially, uh, this may be a permanent damage to him, which, as he mentioned, would then require him to have to look for some kind of uh, other employment. God, you see all of this, Lord, and you're so good, Lord. You're so good that you would say, bring this to me. Cast your cares on me because I do care for you. Lord, you care about Michael, you, you care about his physical frame, you care about his the pain, you care about all the emotional struggle that comes with having um, any kind of physical issues, you care about his finances, Lord, his employment, um, Lord, certainly his identity is none of those things. His identity from your perspective is that you're, he's your son and you love him so much, Lord. Um, and you tell him, come to me and pray and bring your request to me and ask and seek and knock and and I'm going to give to you, Lord. So we're just praying that uh, that you would, Lord, touch his physical body 
and that you would strengthen his back, Lord. I pray that there wouldn't be permanent damage, Lord, that he could keep his current job. Uh, and Lord, that you would be able to, as, as, uh, as Paul says, Lord, that you would be able to be strong in his weakness, Lord, that your grace would be sufficient enough for him in the midst of all of this. Uh, and so, Lord, lift his spirits as he's walking through this, Lord, lift his um, just his praise to you, uh, as the psalmist so often did, Lord, that Micah would be able to praise you for what is coming, Lord, um, because he knows that at the end of the day, whether he is healed or, or not healed, Lord, you're going to be good. You're going to be powerful in his life. You're going to prove yourself to be faithful every step of the way through this. But you do say, Lord, you welcome us to come and to ask for healing. So we're doing that. We're praying, God, that you would give supernatural healing and strength to his, again, to his physical frame, to his back. And we pray, Lord, that you'd work out all the issues, uh, his back issues, uh, his job issues. Uh, and then certainly again, Lord, just his trust in the midst of all this, Lord, that he would hold fast uh, to his Savior in the midst of this, Lord. And and when those feelings of uncertainty and anxiety creep up on him, as, I, as I'm sure they would for all of us, Lord, that you would remind him that when we bring these things to you, when we cast our anxiety on you, when, when, when Paul would say in Philippians, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, making our requests known to you, and that's what we're doing here, Lord, you say then that you give, and I pray that you would give Micah a peace that passes all understanding, and that it would be a peace that would guard both his heart and his mind in Christ Jesus. And what's so wonderful, Lord, is the peace that comes from the Prince of Peace himself. We can be sitting in the midst of very difficult uh, situations, Lord, and yet we can be at peace because of the one that we know. Uh, and we can't find that peace anywhere else, Lord. You say that you give a peace the world doesn't give. Uh, and so I just pray, God, that you, you'd fill Micah's heart with peace, that you'd continue to give him wisdom moving forward. And again, as we ask at the very beginning of this, Lord, for healing uh, in the midst of, of all that he's walking through right now. But we thank you for being good. And we're going to praise you for being good, even when things around us are not good, Lord. We're looking to you as the God that is, that is nothing but good, the goodness of God in our lives, the faithfulness of God. And so we're praying that now for Micah as well, Lord. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, you're welcome, Micah. Thank you so much for calling. Appreciate you, brother. Not a problem. I'll see you guys next Wednesday night. Sounds awesome, man. Can't wait. God bless you. And as Micah also asked, if you're listening and you want to add Micah to your prayer list, uh, that, that's one of the things he said. If anyone listening could continue to pray for him, particularly if you've walked through some of these back issues yourself, I know he would truly appreciate it. Uh, and now we got off the phone with Micah. We've got one line open. So if you want to fill that line, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. I will jump over to the texts as well. Uh, but you can give us a text prayer request question as well. 720-336-0897. We're going to go here to BJ calling from Jenkintown. Uh, BJ, thank you so much for calling. Appreciate it. Thanks for your, your patience and waiting. Okay, no problem. Um, yes, thanks. Thanks for answering my call. Oh, of course. So, the reason I'm calling is because I do need prayer for my future. Okay. But um, I also have a question about when uh, uh, God referred to the Holy Spirit for the first time in in the Word in Scripture. Yeah, gr great question. Um, the the well, you can see the Holy Spirit right 
at the beginning of Scripture in Genesis chapter 1, because it talks there about the Spirit hovering over the waters in the midst of creation, um, which is a beautiful picture. As you continue to move kind of throughout the Old Testament, um, you you do see that he, the, the Holy Spirit has a role in the Old Testament. Um, we just did with our men here a study on, on the life of Gideon and Samson, and in both of their lives, it speaks there of the Holy Spirit coming upon them. And, and giving them power for a particular task or for a particular season. Uh, and then oftentimes he would leave. He would, he would leave them, and then it would say maybe perhaps later again he would come back upon them. We see that in the life of Saul, that the Holy Spirit was involved there as well uh, in Saul's life. You read of the Spirit sometimes in some of the, the, the Psalms, that, as David would write. But, but in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit is there, very clearly there, but we don't as necessarily— understand fully who the Holy Spirit is, that that he is a person, that he's God, the third person of the Trinity. As we move into the New Testament, um, you know, someone once said the Holy Spirit's kind of penciled in the Old Testament, but but colored in in the New Testament, or it's in bud form. Like we we know the Holy Spirit is there, but it's it's it blooms the 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 doctrine of the the Holy Spirit and who he is blooms in the New Testament. And of course, the first place you would read of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament would be at the baptism of Jesus, right? And, and where you see the, all three people of uh, persons of the Trinity there uh, at the baptism of Jesus. So, so he really is, the Holy Spirit really is all throughout uh, the, the New Testament, Old, Old Testament as well. Um, and, and the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, I'll just add this as well, is that uh, in the Old Testament, when, when we do read of the Holy Spirit, he would he would come and he would uh, fill people or come upon people, again, for particular tasks, for ministry, for empowering for ministry, um, but he would leave. He, he, there was no permanency in the Old Testament of the Holy Spirit uh, like there is in the New Testament, where the New Testament teaches that the moment we are saved, the Holy Spirit comes and permanently indwells. Uh, in the life of a believer. 1 Corinthians 3 speaks of that. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 speaks of that. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 says he's the, the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. Um, and, and so again, the Old Testament, it was uh, the Holy Spirit would, was selective and temporary. Um, so again, he came upon Joshua, he came upon David, he came upon Saul, and the book of Judges, again, as I mentioned before, Samson and, and Gideon. And the New Testament, though, he indwells permanently forever, promising never to leave, never to forsake us. So all of that to say, I, I, I believe you see the scriptures right from Genesis chapter, or I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit right from Genesis chapter 1. But but we we don't fully understand the doctrine of the Trinity, the Triune God, the Three and One God, um, or fully understand the, the the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament until we get to the New Testament and uh, we see Him at work in the New Testament. Then certainly in the Book of Acts, and then as the uh, the, the authors of the epistles begin to expound on these things, um, filling in more information for us to for us to know that the Holy Spirit is indeed God and that he himself has been active from the very beginning of creation and will be active uh, for all eternity because he, he's eternal himself. Well, and that's a great explanation. So who did you say, Gideon and who else? Yes, so you could read uh, Samson, Gideon and Samson, but you could Samson? also Samson, okay. but you could also see as well uh, in um, I'll just give a couple of these out. Joshua uh, in Numbers twenty seven eighteen, 
You could read that in Numbers 27, 18. David in 1 Samuel 16, verses 12 and 13. You see him on David there. Uh, and then even Saul, Saul was not, again, as we know, not a good godly king, but the spirit was came upon even Saul there in 1 Samuel 10, 10. Uh, and it was just a sign of, uh, of God's favor upon that individual. Uh, but the spirit, of course, would depart. That's what we see in the life of Saul, that the spirit came, but the spirit departed. And, and that was something in the Old Testament that's different today in the New Testament because he indwells us permanently now. Right. Right. I get it. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. And you said you're just looking for prayer as well for your future. Yes. Great. Well, let's let's pray and be happy to to lift you up. So Lord, thank you for BJ. Great question, Lord. I I love being able to talk about the Holy Spirit um, and and who you are, God, uh, as a triune God, a three-in-one God. And so bless her as she continues to read your word and find you in the scriptures and the Holy Spirit as she wants to know more about who you are and how you operate and how and where we find you in the scriptures. Lord, beautiful. So bless her in that. And certainly, Lord, as she is um, asking for prayer for her future, God, that you would just continue to give her um, the, the wisdom she needs, the direction she needs. Uh, Lord Jesus, the clarity of, uh, of, of um, just what it is that you're doing in her life right now in this moment. Uh, and remind her, God, that you stand outside of time. And so while we live day by day and we're looking ahead and asking for future things, God, you, you're, you're outside of time. And when, when we come to you and we ask, Lord, you see the beginning from the end, your word says. You're the Alpha and the Omega, and you hold our future in your hands. And uh, and and I'm thankful in many ways we don't know the future <laughs> because I'm sure if we did, we we would certainly would try to halt it in many ways or we try to go in a different direction if we could. But you you are all wise and you're all good. And you just ask us to walk by faith and to trust you and to, and to put our future in your hands, knowing, God, that you have the best possible plan for our lives, which is to walk closely with Jesus, to continue to put one foot in front of another, do the next thing, be faithful in our walk with you because you've been nothing but faithful to us. Uh, and you do say in your word over and over again that when we walk in obedience, there's blessing that follows, Lord. I love the end of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. And so I pray that, that, that BJ would, would truly um, just ha- have the ability, Lord, supernaturally even, to, uh, to trust you with the things that are on her heart right now with the future and praise you again for what is coming, even though she doesn't know the results yet of what, what that future is, is going to look like, but she knows the God that holds her future. And she knows that you're the same and that you're going to be good in the future. You're going to be faithful in the future, just as you are today and just as you were yesterday. So we lift up our dear sister again to you now. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. All right. You're so welcome. BJ, thanks so much for calling from Jenkintown, Pennsylvania. Okay. God bless you. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, Jenkintown, I uh, I used to live right outside of Jenkintown. So I uh, really love that area, know that area. Uh, such a blessing uh, to, to hear from people from my old neck of the woods, from my hood, from my hood. So 
All right, we got a line open 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Uh, Dale, I see you calling from Memphis, Tennessee. I want to give you a little bit of time uh, to answer your question. So, Dale, if you're okay to, to wait for just a few more minutes, we're about ready to come up on a break. Uh, but I want to I want to make sure I, I uh, do diligence to answer your question on the tribulation. Great question. Uh, we're going to, uh, before our break here, go to Michelle, who is calling for prayer here from Denver. Hey, Michelle. Hi. How are you today, my friend? Uh, well, I'm kind of like going through some things. So, okay. But I'm okay. Well, how can we pray for you? Well, like the gentleman said earlier, um, I also got hurt on my job, and I'm on workman's comp. And so I was calling, you know, for prayer for financially, that God would help me uh, financially. And also my husband, who was going through a bunch of stuff, I don't know what his trip was. But anyway, he took my vehicle, which was only like a month and a half old, and got stopped. He had some guy in the car that had a gun and drugs and all this other stuff. And they took my car and they put it in the impound. And the city attorney put a hold on it. So I'm not able to get it. He said that um, they Michelle, would make a decision. Let me, let me just push you on hold real quick. So sorry to interrupt, but we're about ready to come up on a break. And we'll be right back to pray with you for sure. Thanks so much for holding. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. All right, welcome back to Calvary Live. So good to be with you today. My name is Josh. I'm the host here on Fridays, also one of the pastors here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Great to be with you. Great to be able to pray with you guys and uh, engage with you around God's Word. Such a blessing. Uh, so we're going to go back to Michelle here. Who uh, Michelle, I, I got uh, cut off there, of course, because of the break. So thank you for waiting. But uh, so far, you've, you've said that you're looking for some prayer financially with the workers' comp issue. And of course, um, the, the situation with your, your car getting impounded. Uh, is there anything yeah. else you'd like to add to that? That God would just give me favor concerning these people making a decision as far as, like, what's going to happen with it, even though I didn't do anything or whatever. They told me that because I was married, because I'm married, that I'm going to have to pay for what my husband did. Mm. I don't think it's right, but I guess that's the law or whatever. So I just need, you know, prayer for, you know, favor concerning this whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you that are listening right now, let's this, this continue to lift up Michelle. She's walking through a trial. She's walking through a difficulty. We, um, we know that God uses these moments, these trials to help produce in us um, an ability to remain in Him, to remain strong, uh, to, to kind of be under the pressure. God promises the trials won't be too much to bear, but moments like this, they just feel very overwhelming. So uh, yeah, let's just let's just pray for Michelle and, and Michelle just trusting that um, God is going to move in your heart and in your life through this, uh, despite the fact that, like you mentioned, this wasn't your fault. Uh, and you're in the midst already of, of um, you know, being on workers' comp and these things. But the Lord sees you 
I love that that promise. He's the God who sees and he's with you. Uh, and, he, and he promises in Isaiah 41, he's going to uphold you with his righteous right hand as well. Uh, so let's, let's, let's pray. God, thank you for Michelle. Thank you, Lord, that she would call and just say, look, I'm struggling. Um, just uh, she, she's looking for favor from you, Lord, and your blessing uh, on her life and, and, and trusting you, Lord, that you are going to help her through this trial. And, and her trial is financial in so many ways, Lord. And then, of course, the car getting impounded and needing to pay rent and being on workers' comp, Lord, just that, that, that can touch us so deeply, Lord, because it really does bring us to a place where we realize in many ways, this is out of my control and I don't know what to do next. Uh, and so, God, I, we just want to pray that you would intervene in her life and that you would bring resolution to all of this, Lord. Um, again, the car impounded wasn't her fault. Now she's potentially has to be a part of, of making payment for that. And, and you see all of that, Lord. And I do think that there are moments, of course, there are programs out there. there there's assistance out there, Lord. But, you, but more than that, you see our hearts and, and we just, she's laying her heart bare before you. And we pray, God, that you would move uh, on behalf of her as your daughter. Lord, you love her. You care about her. She can cast her cares, all of this upon you. Uh, Lord, again, you are the God that is going to uphold her when she's not sure how she's going to stand or she's not sure how to, to pay the bills or she's not sure what to do. And, and I pray, Lord, that uh, in her marriage, Lord, with her husband being a part of the, the, the car situation, Lord, that you would just bring any reconciliation there, any healing there that needs to take place, um, Lord, that there would be grace upon grace, that you draw him closer and closer to you and your heart for him and his life, and uh, that you'd allow her to continue to seek you, Lord, and, and just to be a, a woman that opens up your word, that you speak to her through your word. Holy Spirit, that you be who you say you are in their lives, that look at their comforter, uh, that you'd lead and guide, Lord, and uh, just prove yourself, Lord, to be the good and powerful God in their lives. And, and again, when we say that, Lord, it's certainly not because we earned it or deserved it. Um, we can pray these prayers and pray these promises back to you because we are in Christ, because the blood of Jesus has cleansed us and washed us from all of our sin. We have full access into the presence of God to boldly approach the throne of grace with confidence, knowing, God, that you give help in time of need, your word says. So we're praying that now for our sister, Michelle. And we just trust you, God, to be moving now in her life, in her situation, in her finances, in her marriage. But more than anything else, Lord, finances come, finances go, uh, cars come, cars go. But but you remain the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I pray she holds on to that, Lord, that truth and that reality that you're going to see her through. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Michelle, you're so welcome. And keep us updated. You can call us anytime Monday through Friday and let us know how things are going. And if you need continued prayer, um, we'll be here for you to pray for you. All right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Yeah, so hard to walk through that. And I'm sure many people listening uh, with, you know, with what Michelle shared could say, yeah, I, I know this life can be really, really difficult at times. And trials certainly are a moment when we are tested. Our faith is tested to see what kind of quality of faith is. Are we, are we trusting the Lord? 
uh, wonderful, then God's going to strengthen that. Are we not trusting the Lord? Well, then that God reveals that to us and shows us, hey, there's there's still some strengthening and work that needs to be done in your faith. Um, but God will, will 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 prove Himself to be faithful. We know that He will prove Himself to be faithful. When we are faithless, He remains faithful. So. Uh, the number 303-690-3000. We've got one line open, 303-690-3000. If you yourself could use prayer or if you've got a question you'd like to ask, you could also text us. Our text line is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week for prayer. Uh, and uh, you could also text a Bible question. And if we get some time, we'll try to get to those questions. But every prayer request will absolutely uh, be responded to and will be passed down to uh, some prayer ministries. So that's 720, the text line, 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. We're going to go here to Dale in Memphis, Tennessee. Dale, thanks so much for your patience and for waiting, man. Appreciate it. Or, or, or maybe not. <laughs> Dale, are you there? All right. Well, we lost Dale. Dale, if you're listening, I hope you're listening. Um, I guess I spoke too soon with the, the patience, <laughs> but uh, probably just got disconnected. Dale asked the question, is the tribulation going to be pre, mid, or post rapture? And that is a great question and not really one I could do great diligence in answering in just a moment here. But I will say, for those of you listening, wondering what that even means, uh, I, the Bible speaks of the fact that Jesus is coming again and that he's coming to snatch up, to catch up his bride. We use the word rapture, which just comes from the Greek word rapturo, uh, which means a catching up uh, of his bride, of the church. So yes, that means at some point God is going to to grab his church, as it were, <laughs> and he's going to bring us home uh, to heaven. And the question is, is he going to do that before this period that's coming on the earth called the seven-year tribulation? Uh, is it going to be in the middle of the seven-year tribulation? And the reason why people call it mid-trib is because the seven-year tribulation is divided between the first three and a half years and the second three and a half years of those seven years. Uh, and the second three and a half years is what's referred to as the great tribulation. So many people, including really good godly scholars, think that perhaps the rapture will happen in the middle of the tribulation. And then some believe that, that, that the church is going to make their way through the seven-year tribulation and the rapture and the second coming happen at the very end of the seven-year tribulation. So I've studied that a lot. I've heard every position. I have uh, uh, asked the questions myself, and I believe as does our church here at Calvary Church, uh, and uh, most, if not all, I should say, Calvary chapels, that the, there is a pre-tribulational rapture, that God is going to rapture the church before he pours out his wrath on the earth in justice during the seven-year tribulation. That the primary passage of scripture is 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. I won't read that whole section there, but I encourage you to read that. It states there that all living believers, so right now you and I are, if we're believers, we're alive, along with all of the believers that have died before us, they're, we're going to meet the Lord in the air and be with him forever. So the rapture, again, is God's removing of his people from the earth. Then I love this verse. A few days, a few verses later in 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, Paul says this, 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So 
God pouring out his wrath during the seven-year tribulation just tells us here that, that we are not appointed to suffer that wrath. And the book of Revelation, which primarily is the book that deals with the, the time period of the, of, of the tribulation, is a prophetic message of how God's going to pour out wrath on the earth uh, during the, the seven-year tribulation. And, and, and it seems inconsistent for God to promise believers that they're not going to suffer wrath and then to leave them on the earth to suffer through the wrath of the tribulation. As a matter of fact, another really important verse uh, that you want to take note of uh, on the timing of the rapture is Revelation 3.10. That's where Jesus promises to deliver believers from the hour of, of trial. Uh, and literally the Greek word there is ek, E-K, which means out of. So God is saying there that he is going to deliver believers out of the hour of trial, which is a reference to the, uh, the, 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 the seven-year tribulation. Now, again, this could mean two things um, to, to give a fair, uh, a fair side to those that don't believe that the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation. It could either mean that Jesus will protect us in the midst of the trials. As it were, some people have said um, that, that he will deliver us out of, but, but really will remain in and protected in the tribulation. So that's how some would see that, particularly those that believe that the church is going to go through it. Um, but, but Jesus, again, promising to keep believers from the very time period that contains the tribulation, uh, I believe First Thessalonians 5.9 and the interpretation of, of Revelation 3.10 give clear support to a pre-tribulational position. Um, and again, the Bible being interpreted literally and consistently, uh, the pre-tribulational position to me is the most biblically based interpretation. Um, and so there's a lot more of course, that we could read, we could talk about, but I do want to recommend a great book on the rapture. There's there's many, as a matter of fact. Um, an easier to read book is a book called The End. Uh, very easy to remember that title, right? The End by Mark Hitchcock. He does a fantastic job at working through all of these things. Uh, the End by Mark, Mark Hitchcock. And then there's another book by Walvoord, W-A-L-V-O-O-R-D, was a professor at Dallas Seminary, and he takes you specifically through the rapture. And the, the name of the book is called The Rapture. It's The Rapture by um, by Walvert. And he does a really good job at taking a, a look at the scriptures. Um, but there's one more I really want to recommend. And this would probably, I would say, those two are wonderful, but this would be the first book if you're interested in the rapture. Um, it's called The Great Disappearance, and it's by Dr. David Jeremiah. The Great Disappearance by Dr. David Jeremiah. And it is 31 ways to be rapture ready. And he takes you through scripture uh, and biblical prophecy and what that means for us today and the crucial end times events and how they can draw us near to God and all the political turmoil, the economic uncertainty, the ideological divides. Uh, and it's just such a good, good book. And this is this just came out uh, of October of 2023. So it's only been out for a few months. The Great Disappearance by Dr. David Jeremiah. I highly recommend that one as well. So, all right, let me go ahead and give out the number again, 303-690-3000. If you have a prayer request or a question, 303-690-3000, we'd be happy to talk to you. Again, the show is nothing without you, so we'd love to be able to hear from you. You can also text us at 720-336-0897. Uh, we did get a call uh, from Teresa calling from Texas wanting prayer. Uh, she is, uh, and this is really interesting. She's looking for someone to help her practically fix up some things at home. Um, but past people have taken advantage of her. 
And I th- that's just to me a very genuine thing to bring before the Lord. If, if I was Teresa, I'd be asking for prayer for the same thing. Uh, and so it's, it's so hard when people take uh, advantage of you. It's even harder when it's believers or people that are doing it, at least in the name of Jesus. They put a fish on their business uh, the decal, right, um, that take advantage of you as well. That That's even harder. Uh, and, and, and wanting to be what Jesus has asked us to be with one another, patient, long-suffering. Um, but I've also heard some people say, well, look, I'm born again, but I wasn't born yesterday, right? So I'm, str- I'm struggling. How do I help somebody that's taking advantage of me? So, But Teresa, that's a really honest prayer request. And so, Father, we just want to bring our dear sister to you uh, from the state of Texas, Lord, and just pray that you would help her to find someone trustworthy, as she asked, to fix her home. And that's a big deal, Lord. And and she wants to find somebody that, um, Lord, that she is able to not have to worry about being taken advantage of. And it's it's so hard, Lord, when somebody's cheated or somebody's robbed of you or somebody's promised something and, and didn't come through. So I want to pray, Lord, that you bring the right person to her to help her, Lord, in this uh, season of her life where, again, Lord, she's just struggling because she's she's been hurt by other people. Uh, So, Lord, we're going to bring her before you and just trust, God, that you will move on her behalf. Love to be able to hear from her again at some point to say, yes, the Lord came through and uh, a wonderful person came and helped me out. And that's what we're asking, Lord. And certainly we want to pray that for our moms, Lord. We want to pray that for the widows of our church. There are certainly people out there that will take advantage of them. And we just want to pray that you would watch over the dear sisters of our church, Lord. And as men, that we could help in ways as well step into that for them. So if there's some men from her church, perhaps I could even give her recommendations or step in. We pray for that, Lord, for Teresa. And we pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, our number 303-690-3000. We do have uh, a few minutes left of our show. So if you've been thinking, man, you know, I want to I give the show a call, ask a question, something pertaining to my walk with the Lord, maybe something that you read recently in your devotions, something you heard on the radio, something you heard at church this weekend. Uh, we'd love to be able to help uh, talk through that with you. Uh, 303-690-3000. Or perhaps you're thinking, man, I could really use prayer right now. And, 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 and there's, no too, there's no thing too small to ask prayer for. Already today in the show, in addition to a number of texts that are coming in, we've had people asking for prayer for financial um, difficulties and unemployment issues. And uh, we even have a prayer request we're going to pray for now that came in the text, asking for prayer for my mental health, uh, where I keep questioning my sanity, my, my sanity and I'm extremely frightened. Um, so if you've got prayer requests along those lines, give us a call and we'd love to pray with you and you have the benefit of having all sorts of other people lifting you up as well. Uh, or if you, if you, you know, have someone else that you're, you're wanting prayer for, uh, that, that we're, the, the Bible calls that intercession, right? Where we get the ability to pray on behalf of someone else. Uh, certainly either way, we'd love to hear from you. So we've got a few minutes left. Let me put this call out again to you. 303 Six nine zero three thousand three zero three six nine zero three thousand. But let's go ahead and pray for the the. I'm not sure if it was a sister or brother that, that texted in, uh, battling mental health issues, questioning sanity, extremely frightened. God, you know who this precious person is that has been created in your image, that you know, that you love, uh, Lord. That 
um, your word says you hold all things together. And I think, Lord, even in our mental health battles that that so many people even listening now have, uh, and, the, and the question of sanity, Lord, we know mental health is a real thing. Um, but we also know you you have the ability to hold even the 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 synapses in our brain together, Lord, the chemistry in our brain, what what's firing or misfiring, uh, and and habit, Lord, our our thinking, God, uh, and so. Um, this 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 precious person, Lord, is saying that they're extremely frightened. So I just want to pray that you comfort them with your presence, Lord. Um, so much of of our issues, I feel like, um, Lord, they they just begin to melt away when we come to you and we're in your presence, Lord. And I pray that this person would know the presence of Jesus, uh, that you would, uh, Lord, help them to um, to to know, Lord, that the the end of the story is going to be complete healing and complete victory over the mental health battles, Lord, over the questions of sanity. I certainly pray, Lord, that you remove, uh, Lord, the lies of the enemy out of the equation, that they would put up a shield of faith to extinguish the flaming darts of the wicked one uh, that want to come and cause more fear and cause more questionings uh, of the sanity, Lord, and, and, and just stir up those mental health issues even more, God. So would you please um, just move on behalf of not only this person, but anyone else that's listening right now that might be struggling with with bipolar or schizophrenia um, or generalized anxiety or manic depression, Lord, whatever it might be, Lord, you see and you know. Uh, and, and we just pray your comfort and your peace, God. Your, I just love reading in the Gospels, Lord, how much you cared for people. And you're the same, Lord. You care for every single person that is bringing that broken heart, even that broken, Lord, mind to you. And you're the great healer. You're the great physician, your word says. And so no better place, Lord, than, than to come with all of our issues, all of our struggles, than to bring them to the one that knows us best and loves us most. And so we pray these things now in the good name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, 303-690-3000. That is our number. Give us a call. We've got about uh, nine minutes left of the show so we can get you in. 303-690-3000. Hey, I would love to invite you, if you are a man and you live in the Aurora, Denver area, or even if you would be willing to make a little bit of a trek, I'm really excited. Uh, for something coming up here at Calvary Church. Our, our men's ministry, we call it Calvary Men, is going to start a 10-week series on spiritual warfare. And we're calling it, This Means War, Taking Up the Armor of God. And we're going to take a look at uh, a collection of studies from Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to talk a bit about spiritual warfare, but we're mostly going to focus each week on a different part of the armor of God and what it means for us to take up the armor of God in our lives. And it's going to be so good. Uh, and I'm honored to, to be part of the men's ministry. I'll be teaching some of those studies and just want to invite every every brother that's listening, every dad that's listening, every grandfather that's listening, uh, really anyone from the age of 12 up, if you're in high school, junior high, young adult, single, married, come on out and be a part of this. It uh, begins February 24th. That's our first gathering. We're going to launch it with a breakfast. Uh, you can get all that information at calvaryco.church, calvaryco.church. If you've got a specific question on the men's ministry, you can also email us at men at calvaryco.church, men at calvaryco.church. But you can go to the website, register for the breakfast, 
come join us for the 10-week series. We, we uh, will gather in a large group and have a study together, and then we divide into what we call breakout groups, and we discuss what we just heard and really want to see it applied to our life. And last gathering for our fall gathering, it was powerful to see men coming before the Lord and confessing sin to one another and uh, building relationships with other men and being able to be real and honest about these things. We talked about how um, as men, we don't need to hide behind some kind of facade that we're all strong and warriors. But the, the fact of the matter is many of us are weak. And Paul would even say in 1 Corinthians, look, I'm going to boast on my weaknesses and my infirmities and uh, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. And the idea is that, that, that God's power is attracted to our weakness so that then God says, so that my strength can be made perfect in your weakness. Uh, my grace is sufficient for you. So, uh, so we're going to jump into this series on the Christian warfare. And uh, again, this means war. That not only has war been declared on us, and we are in open war, uh, whether we like it or not. If we're if we're a believer, God is declared the enemy has declared war on you. But wonderfully, not only have has Jesus proclaimed war on the enemy, but He's already won the victory. So how do we now live day by day as men uh, and want to see victory in our lives, in our homes, in our struggle against sin, uh, in our struggle against? Um, all the things as men in this day and age, identity and sex, sexual issues and addiction and all sorts of stuff. How can we take up the armor of God and, and have victory over these things and learn to love our wives more and be the dads in our home that God has called us to be? So again, February 24th, Calvary Men, uh, 10-week series on spiritual warfare. We welcome you guys out, taking up the armor of God. It will be a wonderful time together. Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock in our sanctuary, again, starting February 24th. Uh, all right. Well, look, we got five minutes left, so we can get one call in, uh, and, and, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, 303-690-3000. I gave a, uh, an invitation for the first caller at the beginning of the show. Now I'm going to give an invitation here for the last caller, and we'll see if we can get you on. It's now a question of the the to the time is taken away. But if you've got a prayer request and we can get in this prayer request, that might be wonderful. If there's something we can pray for for you uh, before the weekend, this is it. This is your, your opportunity. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm selling something. I'm not. I just we just want to pray for you. 303 690 Or uh, give us a call here because we may be having some some technical issues. This is the number to call 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. I just got this message. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That's the text line, uh, and we will we will get to your text. And we are seeing texts coming in right now. Wonderful. Uh, so I'm going to pray for two prayer requests here before the end of our show. Uh, maybe if you get your text in in the next thirty seconds, we'll get to you as well. Seven two zero three three six. 0897. Father, we're going to pray here uh, for uh, Savannah calling from Colorado for her husband, his ongoing journey with God, uh, Lord, that you, and, and, the, and their children, Lord, that you would bring them all to a place where as a beautiful, precious family, they love Jesus together. Uh, she's been praying. She says that her children would be stronger. She's praying for this every day, certainly for her husband. We just talked about the men's ministry invitation, God, that you would strengthen uh, her home and her husband, Lord Jesus, uh, and allow them to know the love of God uh, in, in a way that 
will radically impact their lives. God, we want to pray for Purvis, uh, who is asking for prayer, for grace and mercy and healing. Uh, You know what that's about. And so we just want to lift up uh, our dear brother and pray, God, that you'd meet him in those things. Thank you, God, that you care. Uh, Lord Jesus, again, we want to pray for the person here that is asking for prayer for cigarette smoking. Um, Lord, struggling with that, wanting to know, can you be saved uh, and still smoke cigarettes? Uh, Holy Spirit, you speak to that person. uh, And Lord, if there's a convicting work that you're doing there, it's because you love that person, um, Lord Jesus. But but this person is asking that they would quit smoking and they're asking for strength for that. So we certainly want to just, Lord Jesus, ask as, as they're bringing it before you. Uh, And we're going to pray for one more here for Rose uh, and stepdad. Greg are in need of prayer. They're about ready to go uh, undergo many changes. Uh, Recently, uh, they they lost their mom. The stress is high. They're hurting each other. Uh, Just a lot going on there, Lord. So would you just, again, in all of these prayer requests, move, show yourself, Lord, in their lives uh, to, to be strong, Lord. Be gracious to them. I pray that they would turn their hearts towards you. Uh, Lord, sometimes even in the most difficult of moments, we have one of two options. We can either run from you or we can say, I can't make it another step without you. And I pray that each of these people, Lord, and, and Rose and Greg, Lord, that they would turn their hearts towards you, not to religion and not to playing church games, but to the God of the universe that loves them and knows them and, and knows their name and knows their story. And so, Father, we just want to put them before you, trusting them with you. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, we got two more texts here. We're going to get these in. It looks like our phone is having some issues, but this is great. Uh, as we have about 30 seconds left, I believe, of the show or so. Father, we want to lift up uh, uh, this um, 29-year-old married couple. They've been separated now for two years. They've got three grandkids. They still love each other. Um, but they're praying for better communication and faith. So God, would you please honor that request, Lord? 29 years, what what a a milestone, Lord. Would you continue to bless them with that communication and that faith, Lord, that they would love each other more as they love you more. The closer they get to you, Lord, the closer they would get to one another. And then lastly, Lord, as we close off the show with this final prayer request uh, for daughter Grace, uh, who has bipolar and has been struggling with depression. Lord, your word says you're the man of sorrow. You're acquainted with all grief. Uh, And I believe, God, that you uh, can reach down and let Grace know she's not alone, Lord, that you're with her, that you see her, that you love her. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you'd bring healing to her as well. And we pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, apologize that our phone lines are not working at the moment, but thank you guys for all your texts. Thank you for your calls. Hope it's been a blessing to you. And we'll be back here on Calvary Live at Monday, four o'clock to five o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Have a great weekend. Get to church. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.